The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are entrepreneurs and business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're also giving back to the community, and so can you. Welcome to Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking to make the most of yourself and your business, then you will want to stay tuned for the next hour. Here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper of BeMoreAchievemore.com and CC1Consulting.com. I'm delighted to be back with you again for another week. And today we're going to talk about self-made, about generating your wealth like a millionaire with Dr. Meryl Koslow and Dr. Ivan Meisner. So firstly, I'd just like to say um, thank you to my guest last week. We had international artist Lewis Parsons on the show, and he was talking with me about uh, releasing creativity and energy at work uh, through art. And he works with uh, some major businesses doing that. Now, one listener commented on how such an unusual subject for radio had come across so well. Uh, It's quite a hypnotic show, actually. He goes through this process with us uh, on the show. And in places, um, it is very hypnotic, so... Best not listen to it in the car, but uh, I recommend going back if you've not heard that show and uh, finding out what it was all about. So, to today, I mean, would you like to know how to generate your wealth like a millionaire? During this show, we're going to reveal some principles of success that can make you very wealthy. However, I don't want you to think that this show is about accumulating wealth at the expense of others. You know, as a child, I was brought up well in a modest working background. However, you know, I had lots of suggestions through my childhood that wealth wasn't necessarily a good thing. And I have to say, sometimes I'm still reminded of those. Uh, A couple of days ago, uh, a mother um, kindly dropped my six-year-old son back at our house after he'd been with friends. And I heard his friends say, Mummy, this is a big house. And a mum replied, yes, well, you shouldn't choose rich friends. The thing I've realized in my life is that actually the most impressive people have earned wealth by adding huge value, and they also give back. And in the right hands, wealth can be a most wonderful thing. On the show, we have two such people. We have Dr. Meryl Koslow, a real estate investor and motivational speaker, and the co-author of Self Made, Generate Your Wealth Like a Millionaire. Meryl is known for straight talk, honesty, and results. And at 12, she, knew she wanted to become a self-made woman, a millionaire through her own initiative. And from a modest modest and living background, she seized on a core success essential, and that's education. Now, Mel is a self-confessed bookworm. She pours through stacks of books um, at the library and shaded a passion for inspired lifelong writing and communication during her informative years. And like myself, uh, was a, a huge fan and is a huge fan of Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which she describes as her Bible. And she takes an active reading uh, as a cornerstone of her approach to becoming self-made. She has over 20 years' experience as a trusted advisor. She's a real estate investor and motivational speaker, and a mantra is that everyone deserves to be a millionaire. 
She has a doctorate from the New York Chiropractic College, is CEO of Timeline Consulting, LLC, and she's the author of Self-Made. Also, I'm absolutely delighted to welcome back to the show Dr. Ivan Meisner, the founder and chairman of BNI, the world's largest business networking organization. Now, BNI has over 6,000 chapters in the world, and in 2010, BNI generated 6.5 million referrals, resulting in $2.8 billion worth of business for its members. Dr. Meisner's PhD is from the University of Southern California. He's a New York Times bestselling author. He's written 16 books. He's a monthly columnist for Entrepreneur.com, the senior partner for the Referral Institute, a referral training company. He's called the father of modern networking by CNN and the networking guru by Entrepreneur Magazine. He's considered to be one of the world's leading experts on business networking and has been a keynote speaker for major corporations and associations around the world. He's been featured in the LA Times, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, numerous TV and radio shows, including this one, and CNN, CNBC, and the BBC in London. Um, everyone I know who's experienced Ivan says what a wonderful person he is. And I won't forget um, the planning call that I had with him for my show about 18 months ago. You know, really shone out to me was his generosity in giving me advice about my business and also the of his feedback after the show. So it's an absolute pleasure to welcome Dr. Mel Coslow and Dr. Ivan Meisner. Thank you, Chris. It's great to be on the show. Ditto. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> uh, let's start the uh, call today. Um, and I'd like to put this question to you, Meryl. I mean, I wonder, how would you define self-made and, and also millionaire? Um, it's also interesting. I think it's a bit tougher in the UK to be a millionaire because that's actually about one and a half million dollars. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. You know, Chris, self-made is having achieved success or recognition by one's own efforts. But I really want to pose a question. Are we really self-made or does it take lots of people in a community to have us being self-made? But it is to achieve success by one's own efforts. As far as being a millionaire, you can look at it one of two ways. I mean, for me, it's a million dollars in the bank, whether you live in the UK or wherever you are. And then some people think being a millionaire is is your net worth. So whatever makes you happy, whatever has you achieve your goals to live a fabulous life, those are the definitions I play with, and it's all playing. Yeah. Do you have a a different perspective on that, Ivan, or is that the same uh, view of it? Well, uh, particularly the first part of uh, what uh, Dr. Koslow said, uh, the, the idea that we're, we're not all really completely self-made. And that's an unusual position, and I agree with it completely. Uh, I mean, there's an aspect of being a self-made person that, I, you know, I kind of agree with. It's, it's your hard work. Um, I think that uh, su- success in anything involves good choices and hard work. Uh, I tell people I'm a 20-year overnight success. You know, it took me 20 years to achieve any kind of uh, of real success, and and that came from hard work. You know, anybody who tells you, look, um, you know, you can get you, you you can get rich overnight, they're lying to you. Uh, either that, or they're showing you something illegal, because uh, it for most people takes a long time, and it and it takes good choices. I've met people who work hard and make lousy choices. They can't figure out why they're not successful. But um, whatever you do to get yourself there, there's someone behind you helping you. And I, I think that's what Meryl was, was um, talking about when she uh, started in her answer. Um, I really believe that it's a team of people that help you achieve success. It certainly has been with me. 
Fantastic. I was I was talking to a wonderful gentleman last week who who's a, a multi millionaire, but in his first business he did most of it on his own and he was telling me he, he worked till, was working till three thirty in the morning and then starting again at five thirty and his his wife would actually feed him his food because he was so busy. So um I guess if you want to avoid that and you certainly do need people around you, don't you? Yes, yeah. absolutely. So, so I wonder, um, Ivan, I mean, what, what problems have you found that people face when it's, it comes to achieving wealth? Well, you know, I, I, uh, I did a book called Masters of Success, and I asked people um, what they thought it took to achieve success. I asked business people, and business people would say, you know, average business person, oh, you know, success is all about um, – uh, vision and, and creating systems and having passion for what you do and, uh, uh, you know, pretty, pretty basic things. I thought, okay, well, that's, that's pretty straightforward. So I started asking really successful people, uh, people, um, who are well known, Buzz Aldrin, one of the first two men to uh, walk on the moon and Aaron Brockovich and, and, uh, writers like Jack Canfield, uh, uh, Brian Tracy. I asked them and, and they said, Passion, vision, goals, system. I mean, the same list that the average business person gave. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, and at the time, I was teaching at a state university in California. And so I started asking college kids, undergraduate, what do you guys think it takes to be successful? You know what they said? Passion, goals, vision, system. They gave me the same list as the average business person, as the, as the really successful person. And... I had to ask myself, if we all know what it takes to be successful, why is it that we're not all as successful as we would like to be? And I think the answer to your question uh, about problems and why we're not achieving the success we want is that success is the uncommon application of common knowledge. Do we all really kind of know what it takes to achieve some success? We just don't apply it. And and that was the one big epiphany for me in all the interviews I did for that book, is that we all kind of know what it takes. We just don't do it for whatever reason. We make excuses as though as though they're Olympic events. That's mm. it. <clears throat> interesting. I'm currently writing a book with Dr. Stephen Levinson um, about that very point, actually, about uh, you know the fact how do we turn our intentions from intentions into um, into action and the fact we actually need strategies to make sure we follow through. Um, do, do, do you think that's an important you know, concept? Uh, yeah, I think uh, it is. I think uh, you do need a strategy and you need to follow it. I, I tell people, look, um, I really believe that you need to do six things a thousand times, not a thousand things six times. Now, most people go, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But then they go, you know, it's to the next bright, shiny object. I think entrepreneurs are a little bit ADD. You know, they're, they're bouncing around from one bright, shiny object to the next, and they can't figure out why it's not all coming together for them. Uh, I think you find a strategy. You find a system. How do you find that? Well, you work with other successful people. Uh, you find a strategy and a system, and you you do it over and over and over and over again. And um, that's the way I believe most people achieve long-term success. That's very valid. And you've got a great example with B&I of having done that, haven't you? Uh, B&I has done well. We're now in 6,000. Uh, we have 6,300 groups in uh, more than 50 countries around the world. So that principle, it works. 
Yeah, absolutely. We last year the organization passed uh, 7.1 million referrals. Where BNI is a referral organization, we help businesses generate business through referrals. Um, and uh, we so we passed 7.1 million referrals, generated 3.3 billion with a B, 3.3 billion U.S. dollars worth of business for our members all around the world. Now, just so you know, Chris, uh, 3.3 billion is the same as the gross domestic product. For the country of Liechtenstein. <laughs> okay, it's a small country, I know, but still, how cool is that? That we That's can generate true. as much business as a small nation in the world. Uh, I'm looking for a bigger country next year, but I feel I still think it's pretty good. That's, that's cool. Well, I, uh, <coughs> well, I hope it's not the UK. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit tough here at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we we talked. Um, uh, you know, Ivan was sort of inferring, I think, that there isn't. You know, kind of a fast track route to becoming self-made. I mean, do you think that's the case? Absolutely, there is absolutely no fast track to becoming self-made. I mean, it took me till age thirty to make my first million. So, is that a fast track? Definitely not. And when you're becoming self-made, it's this ongoing commitment. It's a burning desire, and it never goes away. And it takes this huge willingness to invest your time and your effort. And it also takes a lot of healing because when you start out in life, you might have a negative mindset, a, a not a full positive belief system. You have to get to learn and develop and get past that, and that doesn't happen overnight. And the other thing I wanted to point to、um, in the last question is, you know, I've always focused on the entrepreneur, the person saying, "Hey, this is what I want to create." You know, that one man band, that that self made person. And when it comes to the challenges that they face. They face big challenges because they start off with this passion, this vision, and all that, and then what stops them? It slams them right in the face. Is okay. So now that the business is growing, where do I get the money to put back in? So then they're challenged with money, and then when they're making a lot of money, then it's like, okay, well, how do I save it? How do I put it away for my retirement? So the, the self-made, these entrepreneurs are always challenged every day. As much as it's fun and exciting, and they're growing and they're giving service. The other side of reality called okay. These are my day-to-day challenges. How do I get along with the employees? How do I grow the infrastructure? How do I shift my culture? So I, I just want to bring back that self-made. That when we we earn and make our money, there's huge challenges, and I don't want to step over it and make it sound like you know it's so easy because it's really not. I mean, during my journey, I had to learn about mediation. I had to learn about negotiation. I knew about how to be a doctor, but I knew nothing about business. And that was a whole world and mindset. So I just really wanted to bring that to the table so that the listeners could hear that and relate to that. So, so what were you saying? There's not kind of a, an ending point with this. You know, you, I guess you learn. I guess you learn things on that journey, and then when you kind of learn them further down the line, when things are bigger, the scales larger, and, and the significance is bigger. I guess. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've had many businesses, and you know, I've, I used other people's money to grow those businesses. When I didn't know about mediation, I took courses in it. When I didn't know about negotiation, or even had to say no, I read books. I mean, I used to take my family once a week to Barnes and Noble or the bookstores, and we could just go through, you know, entrepreneurship, finance, all the books, so that we could develop ourselves to become better self-made. And from that, we also took leadership books and leadership classes. I owned a nationwide consulting company, and to the advanced doctors in our in our group, we used to travel to different areas of the country. And I remember leadership was a huge thing, and credibility 
And one of the things I used to do with our group was we used to interview each each doctor and just ask them a few questions like, who are you, what do you do for a living, share a little bit about yourself. And of course they would never saw these videos, but then when we played it back, it was such a powerful tool because we actually got to see how we were in the world and what we could actually tweak and make better about ourselves. So self may generate wealth like a millionaire incorporates all of this. And um, for the listeners out there, if you can just see yourself in what I'm sharing and say, hey, how can I make that better? How am I presenting myself out in the world? I, th- I think leaving people with questions for their own personal self-growth is very powerful. Mm. Now, now, I just want to, you mentioned this um, this point about you know, these kind of hang-ups and things that we, we may have from the past. And, and also, uh, you know, some people... People around us, like I mentioned, the lady uh, just a couple of days who came to my, my house have clearly got some strong beliefs about wealth. And I, I was talking recently to a, a very successful multimillionaire who had a convertible Aston Martin, and he changed it because uh, people were really abusive to him. I mean, it, is, is wealth something we should all be aspiring for? And I guess when you've got uh, vast wealth, how do you keep your feet on the ground? Can I ask you that question, Ivan? Well, I, I'm not. I'm not sure if you're suggesting I have vast wealth or not. But uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I'd like to think that I've achieved a certain level of success. But my goal was never to create vast wealth. I'm. I'm actually not highly motivated by vast wealth. Um, I, I, I certainly like the idea of being financially comfortable, but I've never really been uh, motivated by by wealth. Um, so I think that probably has helped keep uh, your, your question is how do you keep your feet on the ground? Um, I, I think success can go to people's heads uh, and wealth can go to their heads. It's important to remember your roots, uh, particularly uh, people who are self-made, uh, whether that's completely accurate or not to be self-made, but you, you know what I mean. I, I think here's the answer. I think humility is a good thing. A humble person doesn't think less of themselves. They just think of themselves less. And I, I think that's important for anyone who uh, is successful. Uh, I think they're respected more by others if they, if they don't come across uh, as a know-it-all or, uh, or let that wealth uh, change who they are at the core. Yeah, and no, I think that's really very, uh, very... Um, wise, wise feedback. And um, but I mean, do you think? So I, I mean, the people that I meet who um, you know, like yourselves, who um, have been very successful, um, I have to say that you know, the ones like yourselves that really impress me are those people who uh, have gone out there. They've uh, have a passion for something. They want to make a difference. And I guess the the focal point uh, is about value and being able to add value, create create something you're proud of, maybe a legacy, and add value. Uh, and sometimes to adding that value, I guess the wealth flows. Um, is that is that what you've you have found? Uh, we're talking to me. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. If you if you love what you if you do what you love, you'll love what you do. And so you, you've got to be focusing on things that you enjoy doing, and um, and the money will flow from that. You know, we all know people who hate what they do. And, you know, you can't sustain that long. If you hate what you're doing, you can't sustain it. So you gotta find something that, that you enjoy doing, uh, and if, 
if uh, you know making money is important to you, find something in in an area of interest to you to to uh, to pursue. Hmm. And, and how about you, Meryl? I mean, uh, you you obviously went into real estate, and you had this desire as a child to be self-made. I mean, for you, was was it about the money, or was it about uh, making a contribution? Or I mean, what was your motivators? It was about the quality of life. I really felt that if I could generate money, the quality of life I could create for my friends, my family, for everybody around me, I would be contributing to them. So it wasn't really about me. It was really about having a great life, sharing it, and making a difference with the money for other people, be it donations or fundraisers or you know, taking care of my own family financially, which, which we did. So, yeah, it's really about giving it back, making it, earning it, saving it, of course, and giving it back. Great. Uh, I have one of my, uh, my sort of connections who's, uh, you know, whose kind of view is, you know, Chris, I don't want to, I don't want to save the world. I don't want to add value to lots of people. I just want to raise money so my kids can go to uh, top schools and uh, I want to benefit the family. Uh, and they're very, very clear about that. I mean, is, is, is that the wrong attitude to have? I mean, they're not doing work they particularly like, but they're doing it really to earn the revenue for the, their family. Do you think they'd be more fulfilled if they maybe found a, a passion that they did, um, Ivan? Oh, yeah, no question about it. Um, you know, listen, there are times in life where you got to do what you got to do to get, you know, to get to do what you want to do. I understand that. I had, uh, you know, some pretty horrible jobs while I was working my way through graduate school. But, you know, I kept saying to myself, keep your eye on the ball. Your, your goal is to get those degrees and then get out into the workplace with a, with a good job. So it's one thing to have a, a goal and to be doing stuff you don't like to do when you know, it, you know, that it's, it, it's within your grasp. But if you're talking about a career, you know, I really think you need to do what you love to do and, and find ways to make money at that. Um, that's my opinion. I, I, I think, uh, you know, you can be pretty miserable just trying to get by or just trying to make enough to 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 do the things that you, you feel you have to do with your family. Um, you can go way beyond that by by doing the things you love to do. My opinion. Well, a lovely note to move into a commercial break now, and we're going to come back after the break, and we're going to talk about some of the, the real kind of principles behind uh, self-made. So uh, do join us, and there's some great content to come. I'll be back again with you in just a couple of minutes. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? 
Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with host Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper of BeMoreAchievemore.com and CC1Consulting.com. I'm delighted to be with Dr. Meryl Coslow and Dr. Ivan Meisner. And we're talking about self-made, about how to generate your wealth like a millionaire. So, uh, Meryl, you said to me um, when we were planning for this, um, this, this interview that credibility is key to becoming self-made. And you, you mentioned uh, about 17 different distinctions in your book. Um, I wonder if you'd like to share some of the key ones. Yes, thank you, Chris. So the first chapter of the book is credibility, make it or break it in the first three seconds or less. So when you walk into a room where you're meeting somebody for the first time, in those first three seconds, they know whether or not they want to continue talking to you or they want to disengage with you. So we broke it down in self-made into 17 different distinctions of credibility. So what is credibility? Credibility is the quality or power of inspiring belief. So here you are, you walk into a business networking event, you walk into a meeting, bam, credibility. What are you? So the first one that I'd like to share with the audience is trust, that you quickly establish a sense of trust with others. So you walk in the room, do I trust this person, do I not? Then certainty, displaying a strong sense of self. How do you carry yourself? Do you believe in yourself? People are sizing you up. The third one is confidence, that you know you can be counted on to get the job done. They're looking at you. Is this person the real deal? Are they really going to give their word and keep their word? Are they confident? How are they? Determination is the next one, that you appear disciplined about doing what's necessary. And then thoughts usually are self-made when they're with their credibility. You definitely have a positive monologue of self-talk. You keep the negativity out. And you hear what's right rather than wrong. Another one is proactive, being responsive, never complacent, constantly initiating. How can I make this better? What can I do for you? Initiating phone calls, initiating the handshake, initiating whatever needs to be in that space between you and that person or the group. Another one is movement, moving at a slightly higher speed than others. When you walk into a room and they're looking at you and you're moving either a little faster than they are, you're not moving slow. Because if you're moving slow, people are looking at you and they're questioning, what's going on here? Again, they're, they're making up a story in their mind. So your movement really adds to your credibility. And then skills. You learn quickly and you remain open to learning rather than defending a point of view. I mean, can you imagine somebody sharing and then defending their point of view? I mean, we want to know that whatever you're doing, whatever your service is, whatever your product is, that you have a skill set. And what's great about your skill set is that 
You, as the entrepreneur of the self-made, you constantly go for your continuing education to increase your skills, hone your skills, make your skills even better. And there's a sense of being around skills that when you walk into the room, the credibility, it has you. And then authenticity, truly, truly being yourself. I mean, Chris, you are so authentic. You are so real as you interview us. It's the freedom to say anything and not to pretend. Authenticity, the highest thing for me, is when someone can say, you know, I just don't know, you know, and I can't find out the answer. But authenticity is what enrollment is all about. It's what credibility is all about. Another one is relationships. And, you know, Dr. Meisner, you're awesome at relationships with B&I. And, you know, I could never step over this. And in self-made, Generate Your Wealth Like a Millionaire, there's a whole section on mutually advantageous relationships. So in the terms of credibility, relationships, able to create good relationships and create synergies with people. And then another one is affinity, the ability to be likable immediately. Have you just met people when they walk in the room and you just like them or you're attracted to them or there's just something about them that you have this affinity towards? So when you're being credible, there's that huge affinity that people have towards you. Another distinction is called essence, having an honest approach, a strong sense of morality. Like People get a sense of you. You know, this person may know right from wrong. I can listen to this person. Another distinction is physiology. How you stand, walk, move with that feeling of certainty. You know, it's funny. When I walk into a room, people look at me and they go, wow, like, look how confident you are. There's just something about your walk. And I don't really know what it is, but I, I hear it a lot. So physiology, how you hold yourself, how you carry yourself. You know, check in. Are you round-shouldered? Are you slumping? Is your head down? Where is your eye contact? Do you look at someone straight in the eye? You know, part of physiology is even smiling. Are you joyous? Are you happy? That all adds to your credibility. And the last one would be appearance, the way a person dresses or presents himself. You know, we all have different styles of dress in the workplace. Some people wear scrubs, some people wear jeans and a T-shirt, and some people wear suits and ties. And I can tell you, I've been in many offices where, in the healthcare profession where people are wearing scrubs and they look incredible. They're pressed, they're washed, their hygiene is great, they're smiling, they're happy. And that's all very important in terms of credibility. And if you're in a workplace and you're wearing jeans and a polo shirt, you know, just have it, wear it, wear your clothes, you know, present yourself powerfully. And that's all the distinctions of credibility. And wow. <laughs> well, I, I think uh, to get a full kind of sense of uh, of all of those, I think people be worthwhile buying the book "Self Made: Generate Your Wealth Like a Billionaire." But let's let's uh, let's talk about a few of those. Um, remember the easiest way to do. Um, Ivan, I'd like to ask you this question. I mean, when you, when you decided to develop the B and I franchise, how did you create certainty that others would would buy into your idea? I think um, three things. Uh, creating a vision that other people can have, uh, having that vision uh, based in uh, a certain value set. Uh, in BNI, it's this whole concept of giver's gain, that by giving business to people, you'll get business in return. Uh, and, and third, creating a replicable system, something that can be, uh, you know, turnkey and operated somewhere else. Uh, we literally have a 500-page manual that we teach every new franchise, uh, and, and then another 500 pages of content online uh, in manuals. 
um, so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And the more you can help people uh, to have a system, follow a system that works, the more successful they're likely to be. The, the challenge you have is getting them to make sure and follow the system because people tend to do what's easiest, not necessarily what's best. And what's best is often hard. Yeah. I, I, I want to go back to that. This, the second point there you mentioned about giver's gain, I know that's a very important principle for you. Um, how do you find that you know, very successful people uh, do give? Um, yeah. what, what are the ways that you see them giving and ultimately gaining from that giving? Well, I mean, there's a lot of ways to do it within the context of my organization. It's about giving referrals. And, and we try to have them stick to that. Now, you know, it's a great way to live your life, um, but we're not trying to – we're pretty myopic at what we do. We, we really are. We try to focus on referrals. And so we, we use the giver's gain concept as it applies to referrals. And if you want to carry it broader than that, then we urge you to do so. So it's pretty easy to say, look, you, if you want to get business, you have to be willing to give business, that you're not going to get long-term referrals from people unless you're willing to give uh, referrals. And, and it's worked very well uh, from virtually day one. People, people get it. They see that. They understand. I had, I had a, a auto broker, a car dealership actually. A uh, guy was in his 60s, and he was at a core group meeting for BNI, which means a, a group that was about to start. And at the end of the meeting, he walked up to the director and he said, I've, I've been in the auto industry for 30 years. He said, I learned something today. And the director said, what? He said, um, this, this whole idea of giver's gain, it's really about taking off a bib and putting on an apron. And... And the director said, well, explain what you mean. He said, I have spent my entire career trying to get what I can get to, to you know, and, and I just sort of eat at the table. Um, and he said, really, what I need to start doing is I need to put on an apron and serve and help. And by helping other people, they're going to be willing to help me. He said, I get it. I love it. I'm in. And and to see somebody who had been in business for 30 years or in that industry and for 30 years and to have the light bulb come on, that's that's why I do what I do. Right. And it's a, it's a wonderful kind of kind of value that you have I guess, as a as an organization to also make sure that people get into action and actually do something, isn't it? That, that principle of I've got to have to, you know, should, should I give to somebody else? Well, actually, that's the whole reason why I'm here. So I'll act. I'll give. And uh, often people will will gain in return. Yes, that's absolutely correct. So, so um, let's let's talk about the concept of of energy. I mean, you know, Merrill, how do you build energy on the days when you might be lacking in, for example, you know, for example, the real estate sector? You must have days when you get up and and you don't bounce out of bed, or, or maybe you do. Maybe you maybe you're different. No, I'm not different. I do have those days. And when those days come, I am so prepared. Um, so there's several things I do. One of the things I do is I work out twice a week. I do Pilates reformer. I always make sure that I am physically doing something. I walk for miles. I also eat healthy. But the most important thing on those rough days for me is I have consultants. You know, when you own a nationwide consulting company, you have to be the real deal. So if I'm going to consult people, 
That means I, as the head coach, I have to be consulted too. And I have people around me that can listen to me when I am having my negative mindset or whatever it is. They're there to clear my head out. So that's one thing I do. The other thing I do, and you had said I'm a bookworm. Well, yeah, I am. And what I do is I read motivational books. I have a whole library of them, and I love my books. The other thing I do is I I listen to Deepak Chopra, the 21-Day Challenge. You know, I've been listening to it for months, and I love it because it just sets me spiritually. It gives me peace of mind, and my day is all about that. So that's what I do to prepare myself on those days when I'm not on and I'm definitely off. I'd be, I'd be interested to ask you the same question, Ivan. What do you do? I think it's important to stay uh, centered as much as possible. Um, uh, to uh, you know, I, I gosh, it's, I almost uh, I think some people may be surprised. I I, uh, I meditate regularly. Uh, I, uh, I I exercise as well. Um, I think uh, one day a week. I think it's important for me. It does not for everyone, but for me to have what I call a mental health day. Um, and I just sort of regroup. I don't go out anywhere. I, you know, just do some things that I like to do at home. Um, I'm with the family. Those are the kinds of things that I do that to help, um, stay centered. Everybody has down times, uh, you know, and for me, the way to get around, to get past it is, is to have, have a little bit of time off and, uh, to create ha- harmony in your life. That's, that's what I, I think, I think, for example, balance, I think balance is, uh, very difficult. Everyone wants to get this balance in their life where everything is, is perfectly balanced. And I, I don't think you can, but I do think you can create harmony. Uh, and, and it's not just semantics. Uh, harmony is, you may, you know, I work long, crazy hours. I travel, uh, I did 36 cities last year. Uh, I travel a lot, but my family, uh, I, I'm, I'm also at home a lot, uh, and so I work from home a lot. I, uh, I, I, when I travel, I take the family a lot, and so the kids don't. They never felt like I wasn't around. I mean, I, and I know that because I've asked. So um, I think it's. I think there's a lot of ways to <clears throat> to create harmony or or to uh, to get past those challenging times in your life. And the best way is 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 the harmony. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we had a show a few weeks ago with uh, gentleman Michael Carroll, who uh, we're talking about fearless at work, and he very much is uh, into meditation and talks a bit about that on the show. He was, he was fabulous. Um, so if anybody who's listening wants to find out a bit more about that, then go back and listen to that show. Now, we've got a, just a couple of minutes left until commercial break. Um, so I'm going I'm to ask this question to you, Ivan. Um, how do you go about developing yourself to become likable immediately? I... I I remember back in November 2011, you and I were having a, a Skype call to plan our show together. And I, I mean this very genuinely and sincerely. In November 2011, that was actually it was a great year for me, but that was one of my highlights. Um, you know, you had an impact on me very, very quickly. And Meryl, you, you know, when we had our Skype call, you did the same kind of thing. I mean, how, how do you best do that, Ivan? Well, thank you. I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, I, you know, if you can find this, this fits with networking really well. I teach people that if, if you can find ways to help someone, what, what tends to happen is people are always looking for, you know, what's in it for me? <clears throat> what can, what can so and so do for me? And if instead you can approach business to, uh, how can I help you? What, what can I do for you? 
um, and, and mean that genuinely. Uh, I, I think I think people. Uh, it's easy to make a connection with people because if you are genuine in what you know, and, and I can't always help people with, with the ways they want. But what's amazing is that, as a rule, people ask for things that are very reasonable. And so if you can find ways to help others, they're going to do the same for you. It goes back to that concept of giver's gain. And if you can live that, you know, what I, what I teach is not only a great way to do business, it's, it's, a, an even, it's, it's not only a great way to get business, it's an even better way to do business. And so uh, if you can find ways to help people, that's the secret. Fantastic. So I'm just going to move. I think we have probably got about a minute and a half left, actually, Mel. I'm, I'm going to ask if you could just maybe very quickly – um, talk about movement and about how you kind of raise your energy just a bit higher than other people. Yeah, so when you walk in a room, you, you take a quick look and you see who the people are and, and how they're moving. And you actually check in with yourself and say, okay, let's create something. Let's create a power. And I guess that's where, you know, taking care of my physical body and my emotional and my spirit, that balance and harmony, I can bring it. And everybody knows what it's like to bring it. I mean, just imagine you're in your home and you're having a party. When you answer, when you greet your guests at the door, don't you have movement and energy? That's the kind of movement and energy I'm talking about. When you move at a slightly higher speed than others, you appear intentional and focused. And everybody can relate to that because everybody has people in their homes and they're so happy to see their friends, particularly on their birthdays. And that's the kind of movement, the focus, the intention. And you know what's so beautiful about that, Chris? It's a leadership quality, and everybody has that. And everybody has it. They're all self-made. Thank you. Great. So, so anchor yourself to a point in time when you are you have a high energy and and maintain it at those key um, moments. Um, yeah. Sounds a good a good piece of advice. So we're going to go back to commercial break. Um, it's our last one. Um, we're just a couple of minutes, and then um, we'll be back with lots more information, including the millionaire principle. So uh, do join us shortly. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. 
You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with host Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Dr. Meryl Kozlow and Dr. Ivan Meisner. We're talking about self-made. And, uh, before the break, we were talking about a, um, a number of... Uh, different elements um, to establish credibility. I just want to ask, uh, before we move into the millionaire principles, I want to ask about a, a you know, final one of those. Um, and I'll address this to you, Ivan. What are the do's and don'ts from your perspective when it comes to developing integrity in communications? Uh, first and foremost, uh, I, I think this is really important to remember and apply, and that is that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. It's when people understand that you're there to help, that you're, you're, um, you know, you're not there to necessarily redirect or reprimand, you're there to help. Um, that goes a long way. So then clear, open, honest communication, transparency, and for me, collaboration. Those are the ways that you develop integrity in communication. Uh, wonderful. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll show how much you, you, you care. So I'm going to move on now to the, the millionaire principles. Um, Meryl, um, would you like to share those? I think there were four in, in the book. I think they're all mentioned, uh, worth a, a mention and a, a little bit of uh, uh, extra finding out about. So could you share those, please? Sure. Um, so one of them, it's millionaire tips, and we give them to people so they can focus on something during their day and, and act on it. So millionaire tip number six is the one that I love the most. And... It's called give, almost like giver's gain, right? Um, G is generate contacts, ideas, and opportunities. I, you initiate and take an interest. V, you add value through creating opportunities. And E, you empower others by providing acceptance, appreciation, and approval. And, you know, what I love about acceptance, appreciation, and approval is that when you meet somebody and you're being that way with them, you can easily establish a sense of trust. And when people trust you and you trust them, then you can have conversations for possibilities. You can have conversations about how you can contribute to each other's businesses. And you can actually start a friendship. So self-made, this millionaire tip is G-I-V-E, generate, initiate, add value, and empower. Great. Um, so, so Ivan, I mean... I think we talked a little bit about givers gain. I think which which falls into this. But you know, what 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 sort of other ways do you um, kind of interpret generate, and what does it really mean to you? Yeah. Well, at first blush, uh, generate is you know to produce something or bring something into being. But the truth is, it's it's also uh, about sustainability. It's about uh, uh, you know keeping that level of success or, or keeping that level of wealth. I mean, when you think about it, so you, you see so many people who win the lotto, they win the lottery. We, we, we read about this all the time. People win the lottery and then they blow all the money. They, they, you know, a few years later, they've got nothing. Why is that? How does that happen? Well, that happens because they, they don't have sustainability with wealth. They ha have never had it. They don't know how to how to generate it and keep it. They they it was given to them, so they can't keep it. So, I think part of generating is 
maintaining and and learning how to manage your life and manage your wealth. Uh, these are very important aspects of of keeping it. Mm. You, you do hear a lot of uh, you know, people think about entrepreneurs. Sometimes they think of that kind of boom and bust type behavior. Right. Uh, it's, it's not not always the case, um, but some people do fall into that trap, don't they? Yeah, absolutely, they do. So, how do you ensure, Meryl, that you keep initiating to build wealth? How do you ensure it? Well, for me, I love being around people, and I love my mastermind groups, and I love, you know, making a difference with people. So, what I do is I go to a lot of business meetings, fundraising events. I'm always out with the public, and when I'm with them, I'm very free to introduce myself to them and find out about them. So, that's how I do it. Uh, <clears throat> it's very simple. I don't do anything complicated. <laughs> I don't. I'm, I break everything down to simplicity and, and just making a difference with people. Um, every yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any, any thoughts for you, Ivor? Yeah. Well, you know, Meryl, you said you, you keep it simple, and I couldn't agree more. Um, I think a lot of the things that, that I teach, it sounds like a lot of things you teach are, are, are simple, but not easy. And that's, that's an important, uh, description because a lot of the things that it, it takes to achieve success can be conceptually pretty simple. They're just not easy. If they were easy, everyone would do it and they don't. So, um, you know, I think your, your, your question, um, Chris was how do you ensure that you keep initiating that, that wealth? I think it's about uh, making a difference for other people. I, I agree with. With Merrill. And I believe that you may not be able to make a world of difference, but you can make a difference in the world. And making a, a difference uh, adds value to people. And if you do that and you do that consistently, um, you, you will achieve success. Mm. Uh, I, I, from, from, my, from my kind of experience, as, um, as, as some of my work is, involves mentoring and facilitation and things actually you know sometimes you're mentoring a person who has it has an influence over others uh, by by that um influence um that might you know and, and the change in the way they behave or think um that can have an enormous impact on lots of people um, but you know all you've done is touched one i guess hmm. yeah very true good point um, now I see you, you know, Ivan, I, I, and we've talked about the value of you know, B, that B and I creates. Um, the next, the, the principle of value is is so important uh, to people. I mean, what what are your thoughts on uh, on how people can go out and create value so that they generate uh, wealth and benefits? Well, I, you know, I think it's the, the, the kinds of things that I've been talking about, uh, um, finding ways to help other people, finding uh, um, something that you love to do, and and doing it over and over and over again consistently. Those those are the, the, the ways that you add value uh, to others, uh, all within the context of that, that philosophy of, of helping, giving, giver's gain. Mm. I guess as you, you also mentioned earlier, there's, there's kind of, a danger that uh, people can bounce around. I mean, sometimes I sort of liken it to like a, a ball in a in one of these um, 
uh, what's the words now? It's uh, one of these arcade games where they're you know, yeah. ball moving around. Pinball, pinball yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, call it, uh, I call it bright, shiny object syndrome. Um, and, you know, it's where they're, people are constantly looking at the next bright, shiny object instead of the the task that they've been doing for the last month. Uh, you know, it's, I, I really do think entrepreneurs are a little ADD and they bounce around just like you're saying. Do you think sometimes it's more helpful to, rather than be looking around at what maybe your competition are doing and uh, to actually just be clear about what you want to do and follow it? Because I, oh. I think that, that's one way that people can get bounced off, tr- off track, can't they? They start following others. Yeah, than- abs- absolutely. I think Henry Ford, um, I'll, I'll paraphrase him, he had a great expression about uh, competition. He said, I- I'm not worried about the competitor who's out there trying to put me out of business, that guy doesn't worry me. The one that worries me is the one that's improving their product every day. That's the one I lose sleep over. And so I I agree that, you know, you don't want to be focusing on what other people are doing. Focus on what you need to do to improve your product, to improve your service. You do that, and you do that consistently, and and you're going to do a lot better than looking over your shoulder to see what your competition is doing. Oh, and by the way, if you ever feel like your competition is biting at your backside, it's because you're out in front. Let them bite. You're leading the way. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So I'm going to ask you, Mel, about Empower, because we're getting fairly close to the end now. What's your, what's your thoughts on Empower? Well, to empower people is to leave them moved, touched, and inspired about who they are. So when you're being appreciating and approving and accepting of them, you actually lift them 10 feet off the ground. So a lot of times when I'm either consulting or I'm being with people, my focus, my intention is to listen for what's amazing about them, share it, listen, and alter their mindset. So when they leave me, they're like, wow, did I just meet someone? And if everybody took that on about leaving people empowered, having energy, you know, making them feel great about themselves, I think that's an amazing thing to do. And people want to do business with you if you have the ability to do that. Mm. Absolutely. So so I want to move um, to the end now and uh, and ask you really what the final messages are that you'd like to leave us with. Um, uh, what, what are your final thoughts, Meryl? You know, my final thoughts, Chris, are work on your mindset. Be very positive in your mindset. Listen to what comes out of your mouth. Because that's what people are left with. And I also believe in the simplicity that we had said earlier. Do what you love, love what you do, and make lots and lots of money and have fun along the way of being a self-made millionaire. Great advice. And how about yourself, Ivan? Well, I agree uh, with Meryl. Mindset is really important. I, I meet people you know, networking and, and um, oftentimes you know, you ask them how's business and they go on and on about how bad business is. Um, don't do that. Uh, don't complain to people. And there's a really good reason for it. Half the people you tell don't care. And the other half are glad you're worse off than they are. So I, I think mindset is important and having a positive mindset is important. One other thing, and, and that is, uh, for me, the final message I'd give people is that success is more about farming than it is about hunting, that it's about cultivating relationships uh, with other people. It's not a get-rich-quick scheme. It's a way to build a, a solid foundation uh, over a long period of time. 
Wonderful. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show, and uh, it's been wonderful listening. And we've been talking here about you know how you should about caring, about giving, about you know being the best uh, that you can be in terms of developing yourself, adding enormous value. And you know it seems that if you go through that kind of process in a focused way, that uh, ultimately uh, you could uh, generate great wealth, which you could use to help your family and uh, add more value to more people. Um, for more information on Dr. Meryl Coslow, go to www.timelineconsulting.net. Uh, I think a book's available in Amazon, um, self-made, Generate Your Wealth Like a Millionaire. Uh, for Dr. Ivan Meisner, go to www.ivanmeisner.com. And for BNI, www.bni.com. Any questions or feedback, please send them to me at chris at bemoreachievemore.com. I love to hear from you. And also, on next, next week's show, I'm actually going to have a holiday, which will be nice. And um, we, I will be repeating the excellent show with Derry Llewellyn Davis on Strategy on a Page. So uh, well worth listening to that one, a really great concept. And thanks so much again to uh, Dr. Mel Coslow, Dr. Ivan Meisner. I hope you enjoyed being on the show today and hope you enjoyed listening to it. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for listening to Be More, Achieve More. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, typically 4 p.m. London on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com.